Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com. And now, here's this week's student ministry sermon. Hey, Christchurch students, I'm uh, looking forward to this semester and the opportunity that we're going to have to study uh, together the life and letters of a man named Paul. And what you need to know about Paul right from the start was that he's a guy who his whole life changed the day he met Jesus. Before he met Jesus, he was a persecutor of Christians. He did not think that Jesus was a good guy. He did not think that Jesus' followers were to be tolerated. And uh, one day he was on a trip to persecute some of them. He had some official letters from the authorities. He was going to drag them out of their homes, take them back to Jerusalem, put them on trial, and hopefully put them to death. And along the way, Jesus met him, and he got a hold of him, and he just kind of straight up knocked him down. And he said, why are you persecuting me? And Paul surrendered to Jesus. And so Jesus said, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to use you to take the good news about me to all of our world. And so Paul devoted the rest of his life to doing just that. He would travel to cities, travel a lot of miles, plant churches, get to know people, preach the gospel, and then he would go somewhere else. And so a a large part of his ministry was when he would go somewhere else, he would want to help the people back where he was. And so he'd write letters. And so a decent portion of our Bible are the letters that Paul wrote, and that's what we're going to be examining together uh, throughout the duration of this semester. My job is to give you a little bit of the background of these letters. If we've not met, my name is Michael DeFazio, and I'm uh, part of the staff here, part of the ministry staff here at Christ Church, and I also serve as a professor of New Testament at Ozark Christian College. And so I get to spend my life digging into these letters and then helping people understand what they mean. So each uh, week when we gather, I'm just going to kind of set the stage for us a little bit, talk about the place that Paul was writing to, a little bit about the situation, and uh, then you're going to hear more from your teacher for the evening. So tonight as we get started, we just encourage you to lean in and uh, listen as we talk about surrendering to the change that happens when we come face to face with Jesus. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. Darkness is a necessary part of the created order. Darkness is in our lives. It's in my life and it's in yours. Darkness and light coexist. Often the darkest times in our lives are when we are trying to control our life. And soon that control leads to anxiety. It keeps us up at night. It's all we can think about. You know, most of the time, we're not actually in a dark place. Sometimes we are. Sometimes life is not fair. Sometimes loved ones pass away. Sometimes feelings are hurt beyond repair. Sometimes words are spoken and as soon as they leave our lips, it pierces those that we care about the most. Darkness is around us. But most of the time, we aren't actually living in the darkest places of our lives. 
yet the control is still prevalent. The anxiety is overwhelming. And the question of what if is so potent in our mind. What if my parents get a divorce? What if my dad loses his job? What if my girlfriend breaks up with me? What if this boy doesn't like me? What if I don't make the sports team? What if I'm not accepted in the crowd? What if my friends walk away from me? What if my mom really doesn't love me anymore? And what if controls us? The what if question makes us so anxious. And ultimately reveals the fact that we find ourselves craving to be in control. It consumes us. From the moment that we wake up to the moment we go back to sleep, what can we control today? What is consuming your life right now? What are you trying to control? Take a moment right now and just name that one thing. In your mind, what's the one thing that you control in your life that's consuming you? Darkness was a part of Paul's story. In so many ways, darkness was so prevalent in uh, this man named Paul that we're going to talk a lot about this semester. Uh, this semester is going to be all about Paul and his life. Tonight, particularly, we're just going to talk about who he is. And this whole semester, we're going to look at the letters that he wrote. Um, and as Michael mentioned, these letters make up the majority of the New Testament. These letters are, are, are letters that he wrote to churches um, that he was in great relationship with. But Paul has a story to tell. Paul's story is, is about Jesus. It's about the gospel. But Paul's story starts in darkness. Uh, spiritually, Paul's story is really dark. Paul was a murderer. Uh, he was one that was killing, persecuting Christians. Uh, he, he was doing it for the right things, the right reasons. That's what, that's what he said. That's what he, that's, that was his motive. And that's, what, that's when Jesus came face to face with them as he was traveling on the roads of Damascus in Acts chapter 9. Paul going to go and persecute Christians, going to kill Christians. In the name of the Lord, Jesus confronts them. It says, Paul, why are you persecuting me? Paul, immediately, in that moment, it says that it was a bright light. And as I mentioned, light and darkness coincide. Right after that, Paul was blinded. 
Paul was in a dark place. That's, that's for sure. Spiritually, emotionally, dark. I think we've, we've, we could say we've been there. Or we know someone that has. But Paul, right after this, uh, right after this con- confrontation with Jesus, is then physically blinded and completely dark. It says in the scriptures that for three days he was blinded. He did not eat. He did not drink. I can imagine how much anxiety was welling up in Paul. Could you imagine that? Minding your own business, walking down the street, doing your thing, confronted by Jesus and immediately blinded. Completely dark. I think there's no question that this is pointing to, um, I think we can read into it, this is pointing into Paul's spiritual darkness. What I love about the scriptures is how it points out that Paul started to pray. And for three days, I can imagine he's just weeping in prayer. That was the moment that Paul surrendered to the change of Jesus Christ. This semester, we're going to talk about the life of Paul. We're going to look at letters that Paul wrote. And we're going to see this theme throughout all of the 13 epistles that Paul wrote. Uh, they're called epistles. That's a, f- a fancy word for just letters that Paul wrote to these churches. These letters carry this theme of surrender. Surrender to the change. Man, surrender is hard. I don't know about you, but when I think about the opposite of surrender, I think about control. And I think about the ways in which I've tried to control my life. Every moment of every day, just calculated in so many ways about really, ultimately, what's going to fulfill myself. And I am the focal point, the subject in it all. I would imagine you guys feel the same way. A lot of days waking up, having that control, seizing those opportunities, those moments in life when, if we're really honest with ourselves, if we're, if we're brutally honest with ourselves, it's, it's, it's not for other people, it's for me. And so, yeah, we come to this place, and, and man, I stand on this stage, and I could say, gosh, I wish 100% of my life was a complete surrender of Jesus. But it's this tug of war, back and forth, of surrender and control, surrender and control. And I want to surrender, but I love control. And so what we talked about last week was this change is happening. It's happening all around us. It's happening in us. It's happening in and so many areas of our lives change. It's uncomfortable. It's, it's, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's overbearing. Sometimes it's anxiety-ridden. Sometimes it's stressful. Sometimes it's, it's just not fun. But what's happening is that change is pointing us to something greater. And so Paul 
surrenders himself to Jesus, relinquishes control. And he says, I am yours. And Jesus tells Paul in this moment that you are going to go and you're going to preach to the world. You're going to preach to people that don't look like you, talk like you, act like you. You are going to be the light in places that you would never think of going. You are going to be the light in the darkest of places. And my glory is going to be shown through you. When we think about darkness, man, we think about a lot of things. A lot of times we think about the people that um, are doing dark things. You know, maybe it's abuse in the home. Maybe it's verbal abuse or physical abuse. Maybe it's um, smoking or drinking on the weekends. You know, maybe it's something that, um, gosh, it's just hard to talk about. You know, something that happened to you in the past that is a dark memory that you just can't let go of. You know, maybe it's um, the unjust, the injustices of the world that you just, you hear on the news over and over and over again. It's so prevalent. That's so right here in our face. And we can name those dark places. And man, if you're like me, I'll say this. Somebody's got that, right? That's what I'll say. You know, somebody's going to be a light in those places, but, you know, I'm cool. Like, I'm, I'm good. This semester, what we're going to talk about is that you are called to those places. You are called to the most uncomfortable places that you can imagine. And a lot of times, that's just right across the hallway, to a kid that you've known for your whole childhood that you just want nothing to do with. And if you ever got caught talking with them, your popularity, your, your image would be over. You know, maybe it's sitting with somebody that everybody picks on, everybody makes fun of, but you befriend for not just a time, but you truly take them in. Maybe that's your dark place. It doesn't have to be across the world. It can be right across the hallway. What if you heard that audible voice of Jesus saying, go, be a light. You, be a light. Would you go? I got to imagine Paul in this moment has some uncertainty, right? You know, in this moment, he has some things that he's trying to work out. He's trying to calculate. Control just doesn't just vanish and go away. I'm sure he's still trying to hold on to the reins, right? And there's this welling up feeling inside that, man, I just don't know if I can do it. And maybe you're at that place. If you believe in Jesus, if you have said, man, Jesus is Lord of my life, then Jesus is calling you to be a light in the places that's the hardest.
And what's beautiful about Paul is that his story is still being told today. This semester, we're going to talk a lot about stories. We're going to talk a lot about your story. In fact, we're going to have a lot of you come up on this stage and tell your story. And your story is one to be told because everybody has a story, right? And if you believe in Jesus, you have a story that's not about you, but that's about the Lord. It's about the glory of God. So how can you tell your story to give God glory? And every story has an internal impact. Whether you believe in Jesus or not, you, your story, all of creation, is being used to give him glory. And so we want to celebrate that this semester. We want to celebrate your story. Because just as Paul shared his story, just as Paul was redeemed and renewed and restored by Jesus Christ, we are the same. And just as Paul shares his story with the churches and shares his life with the churches that we're going to learn about, you have a story to share and a light to be shown to the people that are sitting next to you, the people that are in your hallways, the people that are in your homes, the people that are all around you want, crave, desire, long for a story that's bigger than themselves. And lastly, guys, we are going to, this semester, focus on the ultimate act of surrender. The place that in our lives that, as I said last week, is the darkest at times. And it's that chasm between thinking about praying and actually praying. Thinking about giving up control and actually surrendering. And prayer is is exactly what Paul did after Jesus came to him on the road to Damascus. For three days he prayed. For three days he fasted. For three days he hid his knees and surrendered to God. And that was the catalyst of surrender for his whole life. I have a question for you that I'll leave you. And a question that I'm asking myself every single day. The question is, what is it going to take to surrender? What is it going to take to surrender? We're going to conclude every week this semester with a chance for us to pray together. Uh, so after the message or sometime during the session, uh, we're going to, we're just going to pray. And, and maybe for you, it's, man, I don't feel comfortable, uh, so I'm just going to pray, like, just, I'm just going to chill right here in my seat. I'm good. Uh, and that's all right. Uh, maybe for you, gosh, maybe for you, you're in a place right now where you don't have a relationship with Jesus. Uh, you're in this place, and, and man, you're, you were forced to be here, or you came with a friend, 
and you just want to, man, you want to know more, I want to encourage you to, to pray. And if you're so bold to get out of your seat, uh, every week we're going to have a prayer station that's right back here. And that prayer station has prayer cards on it. And so uh, you have an opportunity to write out your prayer. And as a, as a staff here at Christ Church, uh, we're committed, and, and the leaders around this room, we're committed to praying for each and every one of those cards, no matter what. No matter what's on there, no matter, no matter how many we have, we're going to pray for every single one of them. Uh, the other thing is, every week, we're going to have leaders back there. And, and these, these leaders are committed to praying for you outside of Wednesday night. They're praying for you constantly. Uh, in fact, this Sunday, we, we had a leader meeting, and we spent time praying for you. For you. And so that's what we're going to be about. We're going to be about a, a, a church that prays. So maybe you want to go back and pray with somebody. Whatever's going on in your life right now. You're just like, man, I, I got this weight on me and I need, to, I need to just talk to somebody. I need, I need to seize the moment right now. I need to pray with a leader back there. I want us to, to take an opportunity this semester to surrender to the change. It's happening all around us, guys. And Jesus wants us to meet him face to face. And a beautiful way to do that is to pray. So the band's going to play, and, and we're, gonna, we're just going to have some time of just, uh, don't everybody stand up right now, but just some time to just reflect and, and pray to yourself. And I'm going to ask, um, man, if the Lord is leading you to, to get up and to, to write out a prayer, uh, please do so. If, um, gosh, if you want to pray with a leader, we want you to do that tonight. And we want you to do that every single week because we want to surrender to the change and meet Jesus face to face. Let's pray. Father, you are a God that meets us by your grace, by your mercy, exactly where we are tonight. You know our thoughts, what we're thinking at the current moment, what we were thinking as we were driving to church, and what we find ourselves white-knuckling, what we find ourselves controlling in our life. You know it. So God, we, we just have, have to be honest with ourselves and just name those things and say, God, we, we want to let go. We want to surrender to you tonight. And not just, not just in this place, not just when the music's playing, not just when we hear a message. And, but God, I, our prayer is that we would be a church, we would be a, a student ministry that, that is known just to to, to surrender, to, to pray, to be so bold to, to come to you, Father. 
and intercede on other people's behalf. That we would that we would pray for others and we would pray with others. And gosh, that that, that would be something that just is a part of our walk and our daily life, our, our relationship with you. God, as we, as we pray for this semester, we pray for we pray for so much. We pray for schools and we pray for for you to be known in those schools, for the FCAs and the other Christian uh, clubs that are meeting, that, that God, that we wouldn't be this like other people that you know, just meet once a week, but that we'd be a people that, that just come together and we pray for our, our students, our, our fellow classmates, our teachers, our administrators. Gosh, that we'd be so bold to walk up to a principal and say, I'm praying for you. Or we'd be so bold to walk across the hallway to somebody that just doesn't like us and treats us like crap. And we'd say, man, I love you and I'm praying for you. In fact, I'm going to pray for you right now. Can we pray? God, may we be that bold. And in our boldness, may there be this symbol and this reflection and this image of just complete and utter surrender. God, may we know that you are answering the what ifs. You have those in control. let go, God. I pray that your glory would be shown, that your light, your light would be illuminated in the darkest of places. Jesus, we love you. It's your name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com.